All right, let's get out the Bible today. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. And uh, let's take a moment and pray. Father, thank you again today for this opportunity we have now. We trust you. We ask you to speak to our hearts, direct our steps, give us answers to questions, help in the areas that we need it. We trust you today in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been in a series called The Making of a Marriage. And so today we want to continue along those lines and discuss some of these things with you further. Uh, First of all, though, I want to give some really deep and profound revelation that's come from some children uh, when they were asked. First question was just simply, what is love? And this one young girl, she's six, she said, love is when you go out to eat and give somebody most of your french fries without making them give you any of theirs. And then a seven-year-old boy said, Love is when my mommy makes coffee for my daddy and she takes a sip before giving it to him to make sure it tastes okay. (laughs) And then uh, uh, another little boy said, Love is like a little old woman and a little old man who are still friends even after they they know each other so well. (laughs) And then this boy said, uh, another question, How do you decide whom to marry? Uh, he said, you got to find somebody who likes the same stuff. Like, if you like sports, she should like it that you like sports. And she should keep the chips and dip coming. <laughs> and then a, a, girl, a young girl said, no person really decides before they grow up who they're going to marry. God decides it all the way before, and you get to find out later who you're stuck with. All right. Uh, How how can a stranger tell if two people are married? Well, this little six-year-old boy said, uh, because uh, uh, married people usually look happy to talk to other people. (laughs) They were asked, what would you do on a first date if it was turning sour? This little guy said, I'd run home and play dead. (laughs) Next day, I would call all the newspapers and make sure they wrote about me in all the dead columns. A little girl was asked, is it better to be married or single? She said, it's better for girls to be single, but not for boys. Boys need someone to clean up after them. (laughs) Well, another question, how would you make a a marriage work? This 10-year-old boy said, tell your wife she looks pretty, even if she looks like a truck. (laughs) Some surefire ways to make a person fall in love with you. Well, this six-year-old boy said, tell them that you own a whole bunch of candy stores. (laughs) This little girl, she said, she's nine, she said, shake your hips and hope for the best. (laughs) And uh, this little boy said, "Uh, one way is to take the girl out to eat. Make sure it's something she likes to eat. French fries usually work for me. (laughs) all right all right here we go let's read ephesians 5 verse 22 says wives submit to your own husbands as unto the lord for the husband is the head of the wife as also christ is head of the church and he is the savior of the body 
Therefore, just as Christ is subject to the church, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she should be holy and without blemish so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself For no one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord uh, does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Now, if you've been with us, you know that we've been uh, taking time, especially beginning last week, pointing out differences that we have in marriage, that men and women are not the same. And for those who want to really gravitate towards, well, we're all the same in every area, they have been duped by political correctness, all right? And it would do us well to recognize and honor how men and women are different, how husbands and wives play different roles within the home. And and by knowing this, we can achieve God's best and His blessing can be on our, our lives. But it's interesting here even just to look at some of the directives to the husbands and to the wives. You see, if, if, a, if, if a wife is told to respect her husband, for example, the very last verse there, well, that must be for a reason. There must be some inherent need within him that he needs that from his wife in order to live to the potential of what God placed in them. But here's the problem, though. A husband needs to be respected, but yet that is not the first thing that his wife needs. And if he's thinking, this is what I need from her, and then turns around and gives all his attention on giving that same thing to her, well... Frequently, most common women want more love than just the respect. They want some more uh, affection and those type of things. They need it to be expressed in other ways besides what he is desiring from her in that relationship. But sometimes people read what they're... They figure out what they're going to do by what, by what they feel they need. And sometimes those needs are different. Sometimes that inner motivation is different. And likewise, women think because they're affectionate to their husbands that that is enough. But often, men want to be respected too. And that's going to speak much louder uh, to him than some of the other activities you get involved with. Now, we know this. There are extremes in every truth, everything you could talk about. And when it comes to marriage and and roles and um, those type of things... There are also extremes um, when it comes to the to the husband and how he is called the head of his wife. How many know uh, the husband's role can go into extremes? One side is he becomes a dictator, and he just becomes a tyrant, and he just all filled with 
this idea of power. And then the other extreme is the husband, husband becomes a wimp. And he has no spine. And he has no leadership capability. And, 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 and we want to be in the middle and serve a godly role like Jesus in leading the church in love. Right? Same thing can happen with wives. If some fall into the ditch on one side where they become domineering and they're pushy and they're trying to you know, stand up for their way and their rights and that's a big turnoff to men. It absolutely is. And then others fall in the, they go in the other extreme and they become a doormat. And, uh, and they're just run over in life. And that's not what God's wanting out of a wife either, that you should just be run over. And, and either way, we want to strike, strike a perfect balance so that the blessing of God can flow in that relationship. God really does know how things work. It really does work if we follow our specific instructions. Amen. And so it would do us well to pay attention to what is written to me, not what is written to my spouse. And that's something we should all keep in mind. Who has the better position in a a relationship? Is it the husband or is it the wife? Actually, there's not a better position. Be what you are. All right, don't try to be something that you're not. Don't try to, don't be envious of a different position thinking, ah, this is the way it ought to be. You are the way you are. God knows your makeup. He created you a certain way. And if you'll follow the guidelines, follow the operation manual, you know, read the instructions, you'll work. The marriage will work. Things will, will, will function correctly. Um, who will be held accountable? Whose fault is it if the marriage goes south? Let me ask you this, who is more accountable? You know, that would be the husband. If anyone has a greater responsibility, you've got to go to the top. You've got to go to the head of that home, of that, of that marriage, of that relationship. He would be more responsible. However, I don't want us to fall into the trap of, because there's been some bogus, funky teaching out there uh, that I, you know, I like to blow out of the water when, when possible. And that is... Uh, it's it's the response type of teaching. Basically, says this: everything that a wife does, she does simply in response to her husband. Okay, what that's done, it's taken some truth and magnified it and making it made it an absolute truth. Uh, listen, there are a lot of things. If, if men would lead in their homes like Christ leads and loves the church, no doubt a lot of woman, women would find you know, great ease and empowerment in fulfilling her role. However, Jesus loves us perfectly. He leads the church with absolute perfection. And yet sometimes the church, us, we do our own thing, don't we? Sometimes we go astray and we cause the problem. And so I cannot say absolutely that, uh, and, and, and wives, don't let this be an excuse in your mind. If my husband would just act right, everything would come into line. That's not true. You still have a a free will. You still have a responsibility in your home to be a good wife. So both of us should be focused on the individual aspects of our relationship that we are responsible for. And so today, I want to get into some real practical stuff. And I want to talk to you about four things that wives should not do. And then I want to talk to you about four things that husbands should not do. Some of the husbands were trying to talk to me out of the second list, just wanted me to focus on the first list. But uh, uh, we're going to be fair and balanced here. 
<laughs> and we're gonna uh, we're gonna op- we're, we're gonna deal with both sides of the equation. I would say this though, going into it, that of these eight issues, all eight are really true concerning both sides, but there are differences. Some of them are they're a bigger deal with women. And some of them are a bigger deal with men. In other words, sometimes wives are more prone one way and husbands are prone to act the other way. Sometimes it's just the response to those things. That a wife may act a certain way and it will really impact her husband negatively. Whereas if the husband acts that way towards her, it might affect her negatively just a little bit. And so that's why we're distinguishing uh, the two here, and, um, and, and I hope we can, we can see the balance that there is. So the, first of all, number one, what wives shouldn't do. Number one, they should not answer for their husbands. Wives should not answer for their husbands. If you're in a conversation with a group of people and somebody asks him a question, be quiet. They ask him the question not you. And so you should not answer for him. You should not answer the question. You're not going to help your relationship at all if you keep chiming in when you're not asked. Thank you for that resounding support. (laughs) At least we could have a few grunts from some men here today. (laughs) But listen, what happens in that case is either... Wives, you'll either ignite him to anger, whether he shows it there or not, that's not the issue. You'll either ignite him to anger or he's going to step back to avoid conflict. And either option is undesirable. You don't want him getting all fired up, let you have it, right? And you also don't want him to turn into a wimp. You don't want him to just be the kind of person that backs off and lets you take the lead because that will not attract the blessing of God in your home. It will get things all out of balance. The structure of your home will be unbalanced, and that's not what you want. Whenever a wife tries to take the reins, there will either be a power struggle or he's going to submit, and this disqualifies you for God's best, from God's best in your marriage. So wives, let him answer. The question is to him, but I know the answer. That's not the point. But he might get it wrong. (laughs) That's not the point. (laughs) But that leads us into number two. Wives, what you shouldn't do, number two, correct. Wives should not correct their husbands in public. You should never be correcting him. Yeah, but what about if he gets it wrong? What about if he gives the wrong? You let him get it wrong. It's really not that big a deal. But it does become a big deal if every time he answers a question, you chime in to set him straight in front of others who he's now disrespected in front of. Amen. What if he's wrong? Fine. You didn't qualify your marriage when you said, I do. I'll be with you as long as we both shall live, as long as you get it right. (laughs) 
as long as you tell the story right, as long as you do, no, he's going to get it wrong sometimes, let him, amen, and, uh, and again, focus on what's really important in, in these regards, I, I remember uh, years ago, uh, Amy and I were at, a, at, at this event, and we were in a home or a building there, a room with a bunch of people, bunch of pastors and ministers we knew a number of them and uh, some of them we knew you know pretty well and uh, and we're just all just talking about things laughing and telling stories and 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 different things you know about you guys and stuff (laughs) 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 and uh, you know telling ministry stories and 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 all this stuff but anyway uh, this one guy friend of ours he 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 was talking and, and sharing some things don't recall what he was saying at all but I do recall his wife and this was this was why I recall it, because she's humming and hawing and rolling her eyes, and and uh, he's telling the story, and she's jumping in to correct him and say, no, that's not how it went. This is how it went, and let me tell it, and and and, and doing things like that. I think oblivious to the fact that she's just pummeling his heart, and uh, and and respect for him, and she's and she's going off taking over, and uh, while he sits there, I don't know how many other people in the room pay attention to that. But I'm focused on him because I'm feeling his pain. <laughs> and I'm thinking, ah, this is not good. She doesn't even know what she's doing to him. But uh, he's either going to let her have it later or, or this. We actually knew them quite well. This was not an outstanding event. This is something that took place regularly. And uh, by the way, they're not married anymore today. And uh, it's hard to sustain a relationship like that when... Um, when a wife is constantly disrespecting her husband that way and in being and embarrassing him in front of people he wants to be respected by and uh and, and it was a sad situation but uh, again too many people they they elevate the importance of getting every detail of the story right or something or he's telling the same joke he's tell he's told a hundred times and you can't believe he's telling it again but <laughs> I get so many looks from wives like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, there's somebody new in the group. They need to hear the story. <laughs> they need to hear the joke. And your husband has a need to tell it. Amen. <laughs> and so let him. And if possible, laugh. <laughs> but understand this, wives. Your disrespect to your husband is disrespect to God. That is the way the Lord takes it. and Because uh, he's the one who gave him that position. And, and let, me, let me add this, by the way, while we're talking about it. I'm mentioning it in public because that's a big deal when you're around others. I'm not saying that as soon as you get home, you're going to straighten him out. That's not going to go over real well either. But you, you feel feel really good about yourself I kept control didn't say anything but as soon as we get home I'm going to sit him down and straighten him out and tell him like tell him how it is that's not only not going to fly with him uh, you're breaking the guidelines of the word remember first Timothy 2 how wives it says women there but it's really talking about wives it says they're told not to teach or usurp authority over their husbands and uh, it, it's never right for a wife 
to sit her husband down and straighten him out. That's just not something that's right. I'm not saying that husbands can't learn stuff from their wives. I can learn a lot from my wife. And if a, if a wife approaches her husband with a meek and quiet spirit, as the Scripture says, he'll listen all day long. But, when, when a, but if a wife tries to get, starts to get pushy and demand things and try to straighten and, and teach and straighten out, and mm-mm, he's just not going to get very far. And if he does, well, he's going to turn into a little puppy, a little whipped puppy. Tail between his legs. Because his wife is pushing him. That's bad. So number two, wives, don't correct your husbands in public. Number three, wives, don't do this. Don't act like your husband's mother. I'm he- Ladies, I am helping you. I'm not picking on you in this. I'm helping you. Do not act like your husband's mother. What do I mean? It's not your responsibility. To tell him things like what to eat. What to wear. He has a mom. He didn't want to marry a mom. And we'll get to him on that too, by the way. But wives, when you're constantly on... You can't, you can't eat that. That's not healthy for you. You're not his mother. He didn't go into a marriage thinking, I'm marrying someone... So I have someone to, to, to ride me every time I eat something. That's not good. You're not going out of the house wearing that, are you? you? You are not wearing that. Who are you? Are you helping? Yes, I am. Well, <laughs> you might think you are, but it's the manner in which things are said. Many husbands want their wives to help them with things, and, and they might ask for, you know, help in, does this, you know, does this go? Do these things go together? Do give him help if you know, all right? And you can have discussions about a lot of things, but a lot of it is just the respectful tone that's used. And and are you just demanding and putting him down? Those things don't fly. And you're not gaining any love points when, when, when you do that kind of stuff. And it can, it can really be harmful to your relationship. You know, don't tell him to put his seatbelt on. He knows the seatbelt's there. He doesn't, unless he wants you to remind him. If he hasn't told you, he doesn't. So, but he needs to wear a seatbelt. But you're not his mother. Mothers, make your kids put their seatbelt on. When they grow up, leave them alone. And if your husband doesn't, it's not the end of the world. Someone said, but it's the law. Are you the police? (laughs) If you are, then you can write him a ticket. (laughs) Right? But if you're not, he knows where it's at. Don't jingle it, wiggle it. Amen. We having fun yet today? All right, here, here we go. Number four. Number four, ladies, wives. Uh, Don't talk to others about personal family matters. Don't talk to others about personal family matters. A common mistake that women make is to say too much. Don't take this as a gender attack. I'm not a sexist. I'm talking about reality here. If it's not your problem, then good. 
Don't even have to write this down. But a common mistake women make is to say too much. They need to vent. They want to talk about their issues and their problems. And who should you talk to? You should talk to your husband. Say, but that's who my problem is with. (laughs) But here's the deal. You're going to add problems to your problems if you tell people that he hasn't authorized you to talk to about it. If you go telling your friends, you go Facebook and Twittering and, and everything else, and you go talk to your mom or his mom or, or other siblings or about personal stuff, confidential personal family issues, whether it's problems you're having or whatever. Maybe it's just not a problem. Maybe it's just your personal finances or something, and you start talking to someone outside of the family that is none of their business. You're asking for trouble. He needs to be able to trust you. If you think he doesn't talk very much now, wait till he doesn't trust you at all. He's going to zip it. He's not going to say hardly anything to you. Amen. And so make sure confidentiality stays between you. Now, in some more extreme situations, I would add this. If a wife needs to talk to a counselor, to a pastor, to a counselor in confidence, looking for help, for a relation for their marriage that would probably be an exception because that person also understands confidentiality but don't stretch that and make an excuse and say well this is just my best friend she would never tell anyone no you don't you got to stop there because you're again violating his trust and that's going to really hurt your relationship and he values the fact that things are private between you and him and that is very necessary okay So, um, along those lines, kind of a related point. This kind of works both ways, husbands and wives. I think it's important uh, that wives don't have male friends, that husbands don't have female friends. My wife doesn't go hang out with Steve. Whoever Steve is, your name's Steve, I'm not talking about you. (laughs) Although she's not hanging out. Don't call her for coffee. I, you know, I, I don't go out and just hang out with, with other women, go do coffee or whatever. Uh, even, even maybe females that I have been friends with maybe in the past before we were together, I don't just go visit them and, oh, let's just hang out together. Why? One, temptation. Two, it looks bad. I don't want anything to be, I don't want any question of trust here, nor do I want any, any kind of accusation from the outside. And we live in a world, man, there's some funky stuff going on. And you do some things and people will talk and talk and, and, and there's just a lot of dangerous situations. I'm not saying I'm not friends with any w- other woman with my wife. I can be friends with her, but I would think of it that way. If, uh, if you're a woman in here and you say, you mean you're not friends with me? I would say, we are friends with you. And that's good. And, uh, and she can have friends with me with another man, but they're not hanging out together. And I'm not hanging out just with another woman together. That's weird. And it's dangerous. And we should watch that. I remember years ago, quite a few years ago, uh, when we were in Twin Falls, um, we had this program at one point in the church to go visit people who were new and uh, new to the church and bring them things. And, uh, and we had a group of people that we'd go out on a certain night and go, and go do this. 
And uh, one night, the only two people that showed up for our ministry was the senior pastor's wife and me. I was on staff. I was, I was the youth pastor. And we, no one else showed up. And finally, we said, well, we got these few people. Let's go see them. We jumped in the car and went. After a few blocks, we kind of looked at each other and went, let's not. <laughs> we both, I mean, we, we, there was no issue or we weren't, there's no kind of funkiness or temptation or anything going on there. But we just both, at the same time, we're like, we don't feel comfortable about this. We just turned around, went right back, and we did it a different night when other people can be involved. And uh, again, say, why? Well, think about it. Think about you look and you say, oh, hey, there's the pastor's wife and... Who's that? Oh, that's the youth pastor. (laughs) You know, people can wonder. Even if nothing's going on, people can talk and people can uh, get into that. And and so we just need to be wise. It's helpful for all of us, men and women, to be wise with our associations and relationships. Listen, really, when when you get down to the guts of that, a whole lot of people, they go into relationships with not ill motives, but they end up going a lot further than they ever would have planned. Good-hearted people have flesh, and they can be tempted and to do things that they would never plan to do. Okay, here we go, husbands. Number one, how come all the women started taking notes? (laughs) I said husbands. Number one, don't, they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't treat their wives as children. Husbands shouldn't treat their wives as children, or they shouldn't treat them as anything less than them. But sometimes there have been husbands who I really think through insecurity uh, have diminished the role of their wife. And just because you are the head of your home doesn't necessarily mean you're the smartest one in your home. Listen, and a fool doesn't recognize that. I'm not saying you are or you're not. I'm saying it's not automatic. It doesn't mean that your wife doesn't necessarily have a better relationship with God than you do. She may. It, 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 you know, it doesn't mean that she isn't potentially better at many things than you are. And again, it's the fool who doesn't recognize that, recognize that because of insecurity, he has to be everything. He has to control everything. He has to make all decisions about everything and never gets any input input from his wife. And, and that's just, again, not a, not a wise thing to do. It doesn't, it doesn't diminish me in any, any regard if my wife is better at something than I am. If she knows something about an area that I don't know about. If she's smarter in some regard than me... It, that doesn't diminish me or look bad. If I'm insecure, I might think, uh, you know, I, I make all the calls. I, you know, I, I do all that. I run everything. That's, that can be dumb. And anyone who's been in management or run a business or in, had any kind of authority, you know that if you're ever going to be effective at what you do, you've got to recognize around you who can do what. Who is good at certain things, and then your business or your department can really flourish. And that's true in the home. If a husband just thinks, I'm the, I'm the man, so I'm doing everything. Dumb. Capital D. All right. Recognize what your wife is good at and honor her in that. Show her off. 
Think about it. Think about it. If it really diminishes you, what the, the fact that she is better at you, than you with something or smarter than you in some capacity, uh, again, my question is how does that diminish you? Because she picked you. You, you proposed and she said yes. If anything, that makes you look good. Someone as smart as her, someone as gifted as her, as well equipped, and they, they, she knows what she's doing, and she said yes to your proposal. That makes you look good. Amen. You see, wives are not supposed to clamor for attention. Look at me, look at me, look at me. But through a meek and quiet spirit, their husband's still supposed to look at her, look at her, look at her. And actually, a good strong wife who's smart, who's intelligent, who's gifted, who takes care of herself, you know what that does? That makes a husband look really good. That, I look way better with my wife than I look without her. Yeah. Why would I want to be afraid of that? Why would I want to d- diminish her in any way? And so, again, number one, don't treat your wife as a child or, or less than you. Number two... Here we go. Number two, husbands, don't treat your wives like they're your mother. Don't treat your wife like she's your mother. What do you mean? Pick up your own clothes. Your wife is not your maid. Christ gave himself for us. How did he do that? He became a servant. And really, a good husband is not treating their wife as someone just to do a bunch of stuff for them no doubt she's going to do stuff for you but you're going to do stuff for her and the main motivation in a good leader is to make the other person's life better i want to serve you i want to help you i want to i want to improve you and make your make your life better and so don't again treat your wives like your mother i'm I'm not real big fan uh you know there may be some folks in here who do this but just Smile. My, my grandparents, when they were alive, they did this. Um, I'm not really a big fan of husbands calling their wife mom. Wives calling their husbands dad. And sometimes they get in the habit of that because of the kids. And, uh, you know, when I'm talking to my kids, I'll refer to Amy as mom when I'm talking to them. But if I'm talking to her, even with the kids there, I use her name. I think that's a good habit. I think it's good practice. Because I don't want to confuse the roles. I have a mom. You know, and as I, you know, eventually I guess, you know, my parents will go to be with the Lord before we do. But still, my wife doesn't take the place of my mom in my life. She has an entirely different role. Her role is wife. I'm husband. And so I need to have that distinguished in my mind that I'm not just expecting everything of her that my mom did for me now i know some of those roles will be the same if if some of you your mothers cooked for you all right and your wife may cook for you okay that's that's fine that's that's a similar function but again we don't relate to her in that way where we treat her like our mother okay here we go number three Husbands, don't make light of sentiment. Husbands, don't make light of sentiment. So many of us, we have a difficult time with sentimental value. 
we think, what a waste of money. Uh, <laughs> why do we need to spend money on you know, making this look a particular way? It works. It's functional. We should just go with it and save the money. Sometimes it's difficult to imagine spending 100 bucks for a picture on the wall. You know, the wall was doing just fine without the picture. <laughs> and we had the money to play golf with. <laughs> or something like that. But again, you know, holidays and birthdays and, uh, you know, special days, anniversaries. Well, why is it the, the stereotype that men are in, in the doghouse, so to speak, if they don't remember their anniversary? Well, typically, it's more important to the wife than it is to the husband that special day. But it does men well to not make light of it. Ah, what's the big deal? I mean, we're married whether we celebrate that day or not. And, well, if it is a big deal to her, it should be a big deal to you. And, and uh, you know, I know when we had, back in, uh, in January, we had our Ministry of Helps banquet here. Uh, be glad that I wasn't in charge. For those of you, a lot of you went to that, and, and it was amazing. Be glad that I wasn't in charge of decorations. <laughs> you might have got a tablecloth. <laughs> but instead... This place was decked to the hilt, and it made the food taste better, <laughs> and it was a, an amazing display. Why? Because oftentimes they'll put more attention into things like that, and, and, and when they do, we should value that. Uh, and I remember my first apartment, uh, of course, I didn't, you know, I actually rented furniture. I don't know if that's a good idea, <laughs> but uh, uh, rented some furniture, <laughs> And, uh, and I didn't have anything on the walls. I mean, I, I was happy to have an iron board, you know, my first stuff, you know, like that. But nothing was on the walls, and, you know, it didn't look too good. Uh, and, but one time I, f I had a blanket, and uh, I put the blanket on the wall. I thought, <laughs> I thought that looked pretty nice. And I was informed in first service we still have the blanket. I'm going decorating when we get home. <laughs> now, it hasn't had a nice design, but I'm thinking I can still picture it. Yeah. Really improved my home. Anyway, there, there, there's some of these issues of sentiment uh, need to be respected by men. Why? Again, you're getting points. You're scoring points when you value what she values. And you're subtracting points. Your your bank account's running dry when you just blow off things that are important to her. Number four. Husbands, don't make big decisions without her input. Husbands, don't make big decisions without her input. And uh, what am I talking about? I'm talking sometimes about the guy who, you know, just runs off and decides to get a new car. Doesn't have, doesn't ask her what color, what input she has, what kind she likes. It's just all about him. I'm the decision maker. I'm the head of my home. And so I'm just going to call the shots and everything will be good. And so you just go off and do things without any input. That's not wise. Say, but I, I have the authority to do that. Listen, authority and wisdom are two different things. 
Being the boss and being smart are not the same. Right? Has anybody ever worked for a dumb boss? <laughs> you know. Don't tell them that. <laughs> Bring them to church and I'll tell them. But husbands who, uh, you know, they pick up and we're moving. Storming into the house one day, pack. We're moving. Where are we moving to? They're moving out of state. Got this new job and we're just going. Well, you're dumb. If I'm talking to you, I, I still like I like you and I love you. That's why I'm telling you straight, dumb. You need to listen to your wife. I'm not telling you you to become a wimp and not have any leadership. I'm telling you to be smart and listen. Any leader who doesn't listen to people around them is not very smart. Amen. And and you're going to uproot the family. And, you know, you got all her ties and family and friends and church and everything is is there. And you're just going to, without any discussion, without any kind of input there, just decide because you can just to pack up and move and, and take this new job or this new position, buy this new house. Or I, I'm not talking about just little things. I'm talking about big things. You need to consult her. Why, why should you do that? One, because uh, you're showing honor and value to her, that you value her opinion, that you're acknowledging that she's got a brain. <laughs> I'm not just a body. Sorry. <laughs> uh you're acknowledging that she has some wisdom that she can share with you. Two, here's the other reason. She does. She absolutely does. And oftentimes, when a person will just have a second opinion about anything, it gives them additional insight. I know when, when we moved here and decided uh, and to start the church, and that was basically my decision. I prayed. I got the. I got it. I'm not saying she didn't, but I'm saying it was my decision. I knew what we were supposed to do. But that doesn't mean I just walk in the house one day and say, "Hey, what? Guess what? Quit the job today. We're moving to Boise. We're doing this." No, that wouldn't be smart. Because listen, I realize that although I can hear from God, and although I have some wisdom and some balance in my life I can still get it wrong I can still miss it I still make mistakes and wisdom says take advantage of the helper the one suitable for me that God has placed with me to help me to give me an extra set of eyes an extra set of ears and take advantage of the wisdom that she has and the spiritual perception and insight because if I say hey we're moving we're going to start a church and and her response is oh we are you sure about that I I, I've been praying Lord hasn't said anything to me about it what's that going to make me do I'm not going to back off from my leadership. I'm going to look twice. I'm going to look three times. I'm going to look four times. I'm going to look at this situation more and find out, is this really what we're supposed to do? Okay? Uh, but again, a husband, when we talk about banking credits and, you know, the love account, they don't get anywhere by just excluding their wives and saying, bless God, I'm just going to make the decision around here and we're just going to do this. Uh, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't help the relationship. A wise husband 
will look to his wife and include her in any major decisions that he's going to make concerning their family, concerning their, their, their livelihood, concerning, you know, jobs and homes and, and all these type of things. And I think it's a really big deception big mistake not to take advantage of that and so husbands and wives we are all um you know we gravitate towards certain things because we're built different because we typically think different and because we have different gifts uh, they present sometimes some different possible problems in the home but i really believe that if we're following the spirit of god and we're operating in wisdom these things can be an advantage to us not a disadvantage the fact that we are different in, in many ways and think differently can be a help, not a hindrance, if we recognize it as such. Don't let your differences destroy you. Take advantage of, what, of what's there. Use all the tools in the toolbox. You know what I'm talking about? Don't just use a hammer for everything. Use all the tools in the box. And when I'm talking about this, use all the gifts in the home, in the relationship. And say, hey, let's do something great. Let's make this relationship wonderful. And uh, let's do something great for God. Praise God. Amen. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your, your grace. In this place, we believe that you're at work instructing and helping us, us to think clearly. To recognize what you're saying and doing. When you're saying it and when you're doing it. Lord, for those who are in, in, in families and marriages that are kind of messed up right now, they got a lot of issues, I thank you that you do have answers. And we do look to you for wisdom from above. Change hearts. Lead us in the way that we should go. We submit ourselves to you first and foremost. Most of all, every one of us, we submit our lives to you. Lord, have your way in us and do a work in our homes. We pray in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for those who've come to church today that are not saved. If they were to die today, they wouldn't.